Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, we're talking with Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin, and uh, we're going to chat about what you should know about investment risk. But first, let's say good morning and happy 2022, Mr. Colvin. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing well. And you? I am loving life. I tell you what, we had a great, uh, great new year and uh, looking forward to a fantastic year ahead. So um, just loving it, loving every bit of it. Well, I'm glad things went well and the holiday season went uh, went well for you. And now we jump into a brand new year and hopefully lots of optimism uh, surrounding the year. And um, when we talk about investment risk today, when you invest, you, you've mentioned this on the air many times, there is some risk and there's really no way to avoid it, is it? You know, there's really not, Brian, but, you know, the reason I wanted to bring this to our folks' attention today is, you know, the concept of risk, it may be more expansive uh, than, than most folks realize. And the more we understand the different types of investment risk and how they can be addressed, then you can improve your skills as an investor uh, to what you'll see or experience ahead. So, you know, like they say, knowledge is power. The better we understand risk, the better we know how to uh, uh, to prepare for it. You know, Lee, when um, I guess one of the most common perceptions of investment risk is simply that the risk of losing money. So true, Brian. You know, when you invest in stocks and stock-based vehicles like mutual funds, there's no guarantee that your principal, your initial investment amount, there's no guarantee that that will be preserved um, or guaranteed. Generally speaking, if you hold stocks or mutual funds over a period of years, and sometimes even decades for some investors, you can reduce the likelihood of sustaining losses that could send your investment's value to zero, right? Mm. So hopefully the value of your investments will rise over time. Obviously, we don't want to recommend something that we don't think will rise over time. Um, But it's worth noting that since the Great Depression, U.S. stocks have averaged a 9.59% annual return, according to Morningstar Direct, which is an investment research firm. But past performance cannot guarantee future results. Um, So, you know, while while it's great to know that long-term returns have been positive and have been very strong, we do want to make sure folks understand that there is risk involved in life. There is risk involved in the stock market. We've got Lee Colvin joining us, Edward Jones Financial Advisor, talking about investment risk. And, um, you know, this type of risk is is real. It's, it's a factor to consider, Lee, when making investment decisions. And I know you all 
uh, go the the extra mile to make sure that your clients understand risk and their risk tolerance and things of that nature. Well, that's true. And, you, know, you, you Brian, you cannot avoid all risk by avoiding stocks and putting your money into other types of investments. Um, just understanding that, you know, when you purchase, let's say, as an example, let's consider bonds. When you purchase a bond, you typically receive regular interest payments and you get back your initial investment when the bond matures, provided that the issuer does not default. But if interest rates go up and you want to sell your bond before it matures, you'll have to offer it at a discount um, or for lesser of a value than you may have paid for it because no one will pay the full price for your bond when they can buy new bonds at a higher rate. Uh, so, so there is, you know, there is risk in that. You can help manage this type of interest rate risk by owning a variety of bonds in different maturities. Also, when, when interest rates are rising, Brian, you know, you can reinvest uh, as well your short-term bonds at the newer, higher bond. So if you have a short-term bond for six months or one year or two years, whatever, as it matures, then hopefully you can take that matured bond and buy a newer bond that is at a higher um, value, a higher yield. And in a falling rate environment, you can still benefit from your longer-term bonds, which typically are going to pay higher interest rates as bond rates are falling. Mm -hmm. So um, just understanding that there is interest rate risk, just like there is stock market risk. Uh, so, so there's no way to completely avoid risk um, itself. Let's um, let's also talk about the uh, specific risk of uh, foreign or international investments. Absolutely, you know the, these are a specific risk that can be involved in the market when you're purchasing foreign stocks. Uh, as an example, you will find that fluctuations in the value of currencies relative to the U.S. dollar can affect your returns. Also international investments, they may carry political risk, right? Um, we understand the risk of our economy and our government, um, but, but understanding other, um, the government of different uh, countries can bring on an additional risk of political risk. Since some foreign governments and political systems may change in ways that work against businesses, in those countries. To contain these types of risks, you'll want to maintain an appropriate allocation not only of international holdings, but also try to diversify across different regions or different parts of the international community. So ultimately, the um, your, your most broad-based defense, I guess, against um, the, these types of risk is to 
diversify your portfolio, if I'm understanding correctly? You know, it, it de we would definitely recommend it, uh, Brian. Understanding that having U.S. stocks will allow you to benefit from the growth of U.S. stocks. Having international stocks will help you benefit with the potential growth of those, as well as corporate bonds, as well as mutual funds, also government securities and other investments. But having all of these things, while they all can allow some gain and potentially some loss, the diversification of all of them helps work because it helps reduce the impact that market volatility can have on your portfolio if you only own one type of assets, such as just U.S. stocks or just international stocks or just, you know, different government securities. Also understanding, Brian, yeah, I know you and I discuss this a lot on here, diversification, it cannot guarantee profits. It also cannot always protect against all losses. Uh, so just because you are more diversified, that does not guarantee that you will not see a loss in your portfolio. Um, and you'll also want your portfolio to reflect your individual tolerance for risk. So as you and I discuss, you know, what is your goal? What is your time frame? What is your risk tolerance? Uh, all of these things can can change the percentage of stocks versus bonds, U.S. versus international, um, lots of different factors go into this. So you want to make sure that you're building your portfolio to reflect your individual risk tolerance, also your time frame for when you may need the funds. Uh, just a few things to think about as you're, as you're starting to manage and consider risks in the coming year. And Lee, by being aware of the different types of risk, you can take steps to uh, to mitigate that risk, if you will. You know, you can, Brian. The different types of risk that we've discussed here today, and there are many others that we've not discussed, by taking steps to mitigate these, you can create a, a longer-term strategy that offers the potential to help you achieve your important goals, such as a comfortable retirement, um, you know, maybe getting your children to college, maybe other things. Um, by doing these, you'll avoid the greatest risk of all, and that is not investing for your future. Lee, if um, someone listening is, is thinking, you know, I, I don't know that I've really sat down and, and taken a look at my investments and and what risk could be there and and just to try to get a good feel on what they're doing or maybe it's been one of those things that they've said year after year everything's okay just keep doing what we're doing and really have no idea where they are in this i'm sure you'd you'd be glad to talk with someone or someone who's looking to get uh 
to make more of their money by investing for the first time. I'm sure you'd love to talk to any of those types of folks. You know, Brian, we absolutely would. You know, here, here at Edward Jones, we have a strong team of financial advisors and office administrators here in our local communities. Uh, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can call my office at 615-907-7056. Again, that's 615-907-7056. Or you can look us up on Facebook, Lee Colvin, Edward Jones, or LinkedIn. Also, just look up Lee Colvin, Edward Jones. Uh, send us a message. We would love to talk to you. Identify and assess where you are personally, you and your family and your goals, and then get you with the right team to help support you uh, here in the local community. Lee is. Uh, you know, we'd love to help. Lee, as always, we appreciate you spending some time with us, and uh, we'll catch up in a few weeks. Sounds great, Brian. Have a great day, buddy. You too. Thank you. Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin joining us today on Rutherford Issues.